0: I discovered that there's this little corner of the internet where people discussed what they enjoyed so freely, and their creativity and openness really inspired me. Having an online presence almost invites others to have an opinion on your life and judge you freely. But starting that outlet of creating through social media in a way let me break free from what was normal in my community. I learned to take pride in my differences and appreciated that as time went on. I started to allow myself to love reading again and doing things for me, dressing how I want, taking a path away from what everyone else around me was doing. It's been such a freeing thing to share with others how wonderful it is to be your own person and take pride in what you love.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Gumption. I'm your host, Lil, and this is the podcast for dreamers and doers that helps you become the main character of your own life as inspired by the 2006 rom-com, The Holiday. Even though I always associate Gumption with summer because we started in August, the Christmas season was the inspiration behind that movie and therefore behind our podcast so it is a very special time for the gumption community we have a lot of ground to cover today so i'm just gonna jump right in and start sharing all these fun updates with you guys now i recently announced on my personal instagram drumroll please that I am writing my first novel and my first poetry collection. I've been working on both of these projects for a while. For example, the poetry collection has stuff that I started writing in high school, like in my journals and in high school English classes, all through college and just sort of my free time. And I noticed when I was going back through my work several months ago that there are just like a lot of common themes in what I write about and they all kind of cohesively fit into this collection. I finally decided it was about time to take my career as a writer and future author seriously to share this with you guys openly because this is a process I'm still learning a lot about and although I have friends and mentors who are sort of in this world and have had a few books published under their belt. I'm just really trying to take it all in and learn as much as I can. So I figured there was no need for me to do this in private and in secrecy when I can kind of have the support of this community rallying around me and getting excited to read the book. My poetry collection will be called Airports and Art Museums, and it's also going to be fully illustrated by me, which is another fun endeavor that I'm sort of taking on. I found that a lot of my illustrations I've done, even just doodles in my sketchbook, happen to line up with different imagery I've written about in the poems, and it just seems very serendipitous that it's all coming together. If you're wondering what my novel is going to be called, that is a great question because I'm wondering the same thing about myself. The idea came to be in a class I took my last year at Villanova called Writing of Short Story, which was essentially a creative writing class where there was a workshop element, so anything we wrote had to be read to the whole class, read by the whole class. They would do suggestions, criticism, annotations, questions, and then when it was your turn to have your piece workshopped, you'd sit there and every single person would go through their thoughts, whether it was as simple as you should change this character's name or you need to rethink how the story ends, and then we would revise our work after. I wrote this story and I found myself really struggling to Find an ending to it. Usually, our pieces were supposed to be between 10 and 20 pages, and I think I submitted like a 35 or 40 page story. My classmates were probably ready to kill me because we're coming into class and they had to read this whole thing before and like actually take notes on it and make sure they were prepared to talk about it. But my point in saying this is that I became so attached and connected to these characters even when this was in its earliest stages, and now, even though the plot has totally changed and developed since that initial draft still retains a lot of those original elements that I think drew me in as a writer and made me want to not put it down and keep working on it also in my end of class evaluation we had to talk to our professor about the story that we had written if we were proud of the finished product what we would change at if we were to continue working on it usually with the intention that it would kind of die off after that class because after all it was an assignment but i will never forget my professor said to me If you feel so strongly about this story like it seems that you do because you've developed these characters so much in this short page span, it could become a novel. Just keep working on it. Keep adding to it, even if it's just ideas or sentences or paragraphs here and there. Just don't put it down. And so I kept all the notes from my classmates and I've been using them to sort of guide me throughout the process of converting this from a short story into a full-blown novel. The best description I can give you of the book so far is this. Set in the Midwest, in my home state of Ohio, it is a story of brotherhood, betrayal, duality, and generational secrets taking place throughout the course of three decades and following those same characters. They're going to be uncovering a mystery through time, and there's also some elements of romance. So I would put it in kind of like the historical drama category. But overall, I'm just really excited and I'm participating in so many local workshops and groups and events to like get this off the ground and just learn more about publishing a book and committing to writing a novel and I can't wait because you guys are going to love it. And perhaps the most wonderful thing about timing is that I met this week's guest on a trip to the setting where the novel is going to take place back in May. During Memorial Day weekend, my mom and I took a mini road trip to Kenyon College and Mount Vernon, which is her alma mater, and I had been there a few times, but essentially that is sort of the dual setting of the book. And we stayed in this lovely bed and breakfast with a garden and antiques and books, and it's so centrally located near all these wonderful little local businesses and shops called the Mount Vernon Inn. And who did I meet at the Mount Vernon Inn but Katherine Houghton? this week's guest. So while she is an author, she also spends some of her time there just beautifying the place by restoring vintage furniture and making it such a fun, cozy space for visitors. And she does an excellent job of that. You'll hear a little bit more about that during the interview. But it just feels so kismet that... I met her when I was really starting to get serious about writing this book, and now she's been on Gumption and shared her journey of becoming an author and a content creator with us. Without further ado, let's hear from Catherine about her story, both
0: the one she lives every day and the one she created. I'm Catherine Houghton, and I've been a content creator since 2019, so roughly four years in the making. And I've just started my author journey with my novel, Come to the Lighthouse. I have several more books in plan, but right now that one is my main focus. And then when I'm not doing those things, I also work at the Mount Vernon Inn and I'm making it more of a cozy space for our guests and really adding more antique touches and just trying to make it the best business it can be. So those are my main things right now. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I can attest having stayed there that it is absolutely gorgeous. I always love a bed and breakfast type of vibe over a hotel any day. It was the Instagram that I found you guys from came up on my explore page and I saw the beautiful garden and all of the bakery and the wonderful stuff that you guys do there. And my mom and I had been looking to take a trip to Kenyan because she went there. So we decided to stay at the Mount Vernon Inn and... It was an ethereal experience, literally. We had such a nice time and it was such a positive, beautiful, antique feel. And I found your Instagram after that. As a content creator, I feel like your niche is different than most people I've seen nowadays, which I personally really appreciated. How did you get into that? How did you decide you wanted to start making content? And has it been the same genre or have you evolved into this magical, almost like book talk, fairy tale-esque? How would you describe it?
0: Well, it started when I noticed mostly that the people in my area didn't really like the same things as I did. And I knew Instagram was an outlet for creative people to share what they love without feeling the pressure to Bother the people around them with stuff they don't really want to hear about. Yeah, I was in Florida at the time and I had all these books that I was just brimming with excitement about that I wanted to share with people. And so it really started as a bookstagram at first, just sharing my thoughts and reviews and pictures, you know, with the community But over the last four years, it's kind of morphed. I became more comfortable sharing myself on there and my fashion sense where I was traveling at the time. So now it's a conglomeration of different lifestyle topics.
1: It's really cool. And I love what you said about how Instagram can be a space to connect with people that aren't proximate to you, but that have similar interests. The biggest hump that a lot of people have to get over with using social media in a way that feels fun to them is that they're worried people they know are going to see it and judge them in some way. My Instagram actually got hacked a few years ago and I had to recreate a new account. For me, that was the catalyst of like, oh, I just need to do whatever I want on here. It really shows through your content that you have a love of literature, but also have the fantastical element of the books that you're reading. How do you seek out experiences in your day-to-day life that lend itself to this content creation whether it's interests of yours or for the purpose of keeping that beautiful aesthetic how do you find these cool things that you do all the museums and everything like that
0: the easiest way I incorporate that touch of magic is through the way I dress I try not to keep to any one specific style I don't like to limit myself that way but embrace all types of aesthetics throughout my life. I don't stick to just one style, but even aside from that, I try to make time to explore one thing I haven't seen yet before, which is kind of a hard thing to do in Ohio. So you really have to plan for it, but I'll dress up with a friend and visit a castle or we'll find new bookstores and cafes to go to. It doesn't have to be anything big, but just finding those simple touches of adventure really adds that fairy tale-esque vibe to your life. But then also just appreciating the simplicity and the beautiful things from day-to-day life, like, you know, your first sip of coffee or your daily walk, things like that. And just appreciating the beauty and the simple things makes life a lot more magical.
1: Totally agree. And I always share with the gumption listeners, you can achieve spontaneous or gumption-filled or adventure-filled lifestyle anywhere that you are. I think people have a lot of perceptions about Ohio, especially if they've never been here. And obviously, even the Cleveland area is very different than middle Ohio and southern Ohio. So. It's interesting that people sort of just assume, well, there's nothing to do there. It's a flyover state, whatever. What you just said is the perfect example of how doesn't matter where you are, romanticizing those daily things and seeing the beauty in them and training yourself to do that. It's a practice. And then it leads to such a nice lifestyle. I've not had any coffee yet.
0: I specifically put an alarm up just so I could get coffee in because I was like, there's no way I'm answering these questions without some caffeine.
1: I totally understand. (laughs) I, I got you. For someone who's maybe struggling creatively, what would your advice be as far as just getting back into that creative mindset, whatever their discipline is for creative things? How would you recommend someone get out of a creative rut and start to feel that experience again.
0: I've tried to find so many hacks for that question because I feel those writer's blocks and creative ruts so often throughout the year. I mean, it happens at least once a month and all I can say is don't try to force it. That's crucial. Forcing creativity will make the product mediocre most of the time. Yeah. So You know, the whole point of creating is to have it be from the heart and have it genuine So if you aren't in the headspace for your current project, you can always start a new one. You can go back to that previous project. But on a second note, sometimes the lack of creativity is due to lack of rest. So you want to make sure that you have your energy. Don't skip out on what's important. You come first, your creativity comes second. So make sure you're getting that rest. Get out throughout the day. Go get your little treat or whatever you need to do to get back in that mind space, but just don't force it. Let it come naturally.
1: I think that's really interesting because I've heard so many different approaches to digging yourself out of a creative rut, and some of them seem very contradictory to me. I had English professors in college who would say, just do something every morning. Get up and write every morning if that's your discipline. Force yourself to do it. But I tend to agree more with you that creativity doesn't flow naturally if you're tired, exhausted, burnt out, whatever that may be. It has to have that natural organic flow or else you're talking about routine and not necessarily creativity. You could write every day in the morning at 7am, but is it going to be the best product? Probably not because you're not taking into account that inspiration. But then again, if you don't establish a routine, it can be tricky too. You have to
0: find a balance for sure.
1: Absolutely. People's personalities play into that a lot too. Because I'm a very high energy person and I get inspiration from being around other people. But when I find myself sitting down alone to create something, I almost like need some external motivation, whereas other people are much more introverted and that helps their creativity flow much more easily. And
0: maybe being around other people stifles it. Oh yeah, it has to be a personal thing. And what works for one person won't work for the other person. So you almost need to... Look inward to figure out what works for you and then stick to it. Don't feel the need to contradict yourself just because someone else tells you to do something you're not doing. You have to figure out what's best for you. I also totally
1: feel that your environment, whether that's where you physically live or the people you surround yourself with, your job, all of those things can really affect seasons of creativity. I love having a beautiful space around me that helps me to be super creative, but If I have a job that's really stressing me out or just stifling me for the whole day and then after work I'm trying to be creative, you're never going to reach that point. So almost like just evaluating every however many months, is my life conducive to me being creative? Mm -hmm. And while that's not always something we can control, if creativity is important enough to you, then you can make some tweaks and changes to make it more conducive to that. Kind of in the same vein, what has your experience been in hospitality and how has that kind of changed your perspective, if at all?
0: There's a couple aspects of that. One thing that sticks out the most is that being a part of your local community is so important. And I don't think I really realized that until I started working at the Inn. But just being active and helping to support local businesses is such a gratifying feeling. And you're also supporting your neighbors and supporting your families in the neighborhood instead of some corporation. And that's just a very different feeling. I think it's very special. And then you just get that personal, unique touch that can't be found anywhere else. I've gotten to connect with some really amazing people through the end. We have authors come in all the time, business owners, artists, photographers, people like you, content creators. And I just think that's awesome being able to build a community within your own state. And it's just been such a special career for me. Aside from being an author, I don't think I would have even thought I had the time to write a book before this job. I was in the customer service field for most of my career. And it's not a very inspiring thing for creative people, but working at the end, being surrounded by books and antiques and stuff like that. Having an understanding boss that lets me write freely at my workplace, that's just changed the game completely when it comes to being an author.
1: It speaks to what we were saying about your surroundings. There's a certain feel when you're in a library or a bookstore that's just so inexplicable, but those are some of my favorite places to be because being surrounded by books is so amazing. I'm very happy to hear that that allowed your author journey to take flight even more and being able to spend time getting inspired while helping serve the community. That's like the dream, honestly. So that's it's... awesome. The reason that my mom and I actually came to stay is because she wanted to go back to Kenyan, which is her alma mater. And I had been a few times. When I was looking at colleges, we visited briefly, but I ended up going out of state for school. But also I had been when I was younger and just didn't remember a ton of it. I myself am writing a book, which I shared with you through Instagram. I was kind of inspired to have Kenyon be part of the setting because I grew up hearing all these really cool stories from my mom about her time there in the 80s. And some of the lore of it being haunted. And there's so many authors who have come out of Kenyan. We decided to stay in Mount Vernon because we're like, this will be perfect for a little writer's retreat and a brainstorm. And it was exactly that. Like it was so inspiring. We were able to find all the local businesses that you guys have advertised through your Instagram and go
0: to little coffee shops and do fun things in town and go antiquing. I love filling my home with memorabilia or souvenirs from where I've been it's awesome
1: the wall behind you goes with come to the lighthouse so well just from what I've seen on
0: your page but my family says my room looks like a museum which I mean I take as a compliment museum slash nursing home because (laughs) I'm attributed as a grandma surrounding yourself with things from the past and art that other people have made, it really connects you with that creative side of yourself. Writing, photography, whatever your outlet is, I feel like it really helps hone that skill in.
1: I used to go to thrift stores and antique shops just to find old photographs. They'd be like 75 cents a piece. I'd just buy a stack of them. And then whenever I was getting kind of stuck creatively, especially for writing, I would just look through these photos and be like, who is this person? Like, what would they do? What would they say? Use it as an exercise. Some people view it as sad that these beautiful things have been left behind or are left in an antique store. But for me, it's like, you can give it a second life. And especially if you appreciate vintage things, it gives it a second chance. And
0: I love that. It's funny that you mentioned that because one of my next writing projects is kind of focusing on the fact that people are going to come and go. We all die eventually, but the stories and art we create is immortal. It's everlasting. It stays with you even after the person is gone. So I just love to think about that and think about how creating those things is basically what we leave behind. That's going to be our legacy one day, which I think is just such a cool thought to focus on.
1: That's such a beautiful sentiment and so true. I could not agree more. I want to talk more about your author journey and how did you know that you wanted to write a book? Because there's a lot of people who write, myself included, but it takes some gumption to get to the point where you fully decide you're going to write a book. That is an endeavor. So I'd just like to hear how you got started, how the story came to be, and anything else you'd like to share about that.
0: Yeah. So I guess it was subconsciously in my mind from the time I started to read when I was really little, but I didn't think it was achievable for me personally until I found the right friend group. I ended up in this friend group made up of entirely authors and artists. Wow. I even got to meet in person last year. And I like to refer to them as creative hurricanes. They just really inspire me and show me that anything we set our minds to as possible, as cliche as that sounds. And then not only have we seen a rise in indie authors, especially these last couple of years, making their career path successful, but I think I also knew I could bring something to the table. I saw a lack in the subcategory of adventurous nautical tales. I feel like there's not a whole lot within that genre. And I knew of stories I wanted to read about that I wasn't finding anywhere. And so I just kind of thought to myself one day, well, if it's not out there, I, I could make that. I could write something like that. And so now here I am with my first novel out and several projects, you know, on the way. And so I just want to add something special to the genres already out there that I, I knew I could provide. And it was a story that tied itself together with only a year in the making. I've read several authors. Some books take them 10 years plus. And so, this is just something that was kind of always in the back of my mind. I've always been someone who's very connected to the ocean. I was born in Florida, so I spent most of my time by the water. It's something that's very close to my heart and something that didn't take a whole lot to create. It was always going to happen.
1: I'm very inspired to hear that it was written so quickly because I know I share the same bewilderment with the fact that some people take so long to write books. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I think maybe I'd be too impatient to wait that long to like see my story come to life. Once I start something, I have to keep the momentum going or else I lose it. While it's a testament to those authors who are able to keep that commitment up for years and years and truly perfect and build their story. It's also so amazing to me that you were able to write such a compelling story in a year. That's what I want to do. I just love to hear that it's possible and something that you can build such a community around too because the people on your Instagram are so excited about your book and I am one of them now that I've been following along since last spring. I'm excited to read it. I love the illustrations that you've gotten commissioned for it and all of the visuals, it makes it such an experience in addition to just the book itself. Thank you.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Did you know you wanted to do all those extra things going in or was that something that came to your mind as the story was coming along? Like, how do you decide on those things?
0: Mostly, I would say just seeing the community, their reactions and what other indie authors were doing. I think about one author, specifically Vanessa Rasanen, She's another indie author. One of her first books, the name is On These Black Sands. But I really took after her, I guess I would say, seeing her commissioned artwork that she's done and just the sheer volume of excitement that she found with her readers really inspired me to follow suit. She helped me realize that it's not just the book that can be successful. It's also the art with the book, the book signings, the book tours. So I think that really inspired me to start making it more more of a thing aside from the book.
1: Absolutely. And it's so interesting because we see these books that become so big and so popular. The first thing that came to mind is like some of the Colleen Hoover books and Twilight. And personally, I am a very avid reader. I feel like I've read a lot of more niche things. Just by virtue of the fact that I was an English major in college and we read things that were totally off the beaten path. In general, like people who just dabble in reading don't necessarily venture out into different genres. They just stick with what's trendy and that's totally fine. But there's so much community to be found in a subgenre that has a lot of indie authors adding to the conversation. And I think that's one of my favorite things about reading because you just get to have such a personal connection with the story and a journey with it as opposed to everybody has an opinion on this one book because it's in every target in the country or something like that. I always, when I go to bookstores especially smaller independent bookstores I always ask like what do you guys recommend because that's exactly how you find those kind of things Speaking of recommendations, it is time for an ad break. It is Spotify wrapped season and 81 of you had gumption as one of your top 10 podcasts this year. So if you're looking for a way to represent your favorite show, you are in luck. Our first ever collection of merch just dropped and it features two designs, three styles, and seven colors to choose from. All are very cozy and comfy, which is perfect for this winter season. Totally gender neutral and honestly pretty subdued. We have the winky face logo on one design and the word gumption as well as the little G logo on the front on the other designs, so it's like a subtle way to rep gumption. If you've been on the show, get some merch for yourself to represent your episode and keep sharing it with people, or if you're an avid listener, it can be a great way to let strangers know that you have gumption. You can get yours through the link in our Instagram bio, or through the link in this episode's show notes and description. And stay tuned for future merch drops, because now that I have the power to create merch, you guys better watch out. I am going to create so many cute apparel items for us to represent the community and just for fun. On a second note, if you are still looking for Christmas gifts for some of your loved ones, especially somebody who is an avid reader and perhaps is also a writer, as is the subject of today's episode, I have created a holiday gift guide featuring all kinds of cool, unique gifts I've found for this demographic. And you can find that in our Instagram stories under the highlight called gift guide. That's where the individual products will be linked. But I also have a compilation of it linked in our bio with everything else. Back to the interview. I know you mentioned like book tour. Do you have plans to do signings
0: locally? I do actually. So I have two on the books right now. I really want to focus on partnering with independent bookshops. I just feel like supporting them and giving them advance is more of a priority than corporations like Barnes and Noble. As much as I love them, I rather yeah. support indie stuff 100%. So the first one I'm doing is on the 17th, and that's going to be with Serenity Bookshop in Columbus. And cool. then I have another one in Delaware, Ohio with Griffin's Book Emporium. I'll probably do more as time goes on, but I really wanted to start with those two and just build my community within the indie circle.
1: I don't know how often you come to the Cleveland area, but there's a bookstore that, it was like my childhood bookstore I absolutely love. It's in Hudson and it's called The Learned Owl. It is literally adorable and they have had so many authors come through there and do signings and mini events with the community. And Hudson is just a really cute area, too. There's lots of local businesses around. A lot of people rally behind the different authors that come in. So definitely check it out if you haven't. It's it's really cool. And I'm sure they'd love to have you. Now is a good time to delve a little bit more into your gumption story. What sticks
0: out as like your most prominent gumption story to share with
1: our listeners?
0: For years of my life, especially my early teen years, I was very cautious about what sides I let people see of me. I let people around me dictate what I did and didn't do and usually didn't go outside of the constraints of what was deemed normal. The fear of being judged or keeping people around had such a strong hold on me that it even affected my physical and mental health for a long time. But then after seeing that creative community on Instagram for a while, I discovered that there's this little corner of the internet where people discussed what they enjoyed so freely and their creativity and openness really inspired me. So I started to allow myself to love reading again and doing things for me Dressing how I want, you know, taking a path away from what everyone else around me was doing. And I'm sure you can agree that having an online presence almost invites others to have an opinion on your life and judge you freely. But starting that outlet of creating through social media, in a way, let me break free from what was normal in my community. So I learned to take pride in my differences and appreciated that as time went on. Society seems to have slowly accepted everyone being individuals instead of copying each other. So it's been such a freeing thing not to hold myself back so much and share with others how wonderful it is to be your own person and take pride in what you love. And I just want other young girls to hopefully not feel what I felt. Don't feel pressured to be someone you're not. Don't feel the need to grow up right away or change yourself for others, That's the message I'm trying to share and spread around with other people. That is
1: absolutely wonderful. And it makes me so happy to hear that you found that because just like seeing you on Instagram and meeting you in real life, you would never know that that was something you once struggled with. It's really just a testament to how much a person can grow and just exude confidence when you finally reach that point after the internal journey. Taking the time to get to know yourself and then bringing that authentic version of you to the world, there's nothing more gumption than that, in my opinion. It's very important
0: to show up that way. I agree. I think that makes a difference.
1: I want you to talk a little bit about how we could get your book and interact with that process of signings the community all that but anything else that you would love to promote please do so i'd love to hear in your own words what we should look out for
0: yeah my instagram keeps everything up to date the most i would say so everything on fields of literature on instagram will have the most recent events available the information and the addresses for the book signing so definitely check the instagram out And then I also occasionally post on YouTube under the same username, Fields of Literature. And then as far as my book goes, I would say the easiest way to purchase that aside from the book signings and indie bookshops is definitely Amazon, which I do have a link for. So just searching on most online bookstores, come to the Lighthouse, you'll see my book pop up. Definitely need to get my hands
1: on a copy because I am excited to read it. And as a Pirates of the Caribbean fan, I definitely love nautical culture and everything. So it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to share it with
0: our Gumption listeners. I'm excited to hear more about your book. It's very intriguing to me. I will definitely share more.
1: It's in the early stages at the moment. I thank you for just being so spontaneous and willing to be on the show and really inspired by you. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me.
0: Thank you. And thank you for reaching out to me. I think what you're doing is really great. And I love just getting to connect with another creator in Ohio.
1: Us Ohio girls have to stick together. It's tough out here with (laughs) all the New York City and LA creators.
0: I know we got to keep up somehow.
1: And there you have it, everybody. That was the lovely Miss Catherine Houghton, affectionately known on Instagram by her followers as at Fields of Literature as well as on YouTube under the same name. Her novel, Come to the Lighthouse, is available for purchase on Apple Books, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble, all of which you'll find linked in our links, as well as in her Instagram bio, and you can get merch for her book, including shirts, stickers, and phone cases, and all the illustrations are done by other digital creators and artists, which is so cool. As always, stay following at Pod on Instagram, because that is the most up-to-date place for anything cool we have going on. Most notably right now is our new merch which you can access through the link in our bio and if you buy something please take a picture post it and tag us at gumption pod because we want to see all of the merch out in the wild and share it on our page too hope you guys are enjoying a hopefully snowy and cheerful season and love you guys bye